No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. You know, it it's the unofficial beginning of summer. And every week... We get on here and we do commercials for you guys and we tell you about our wonderful sponsors and probably some of you listen to it and maybe some of you don't and that's cool. I get it. I listen to podcasts too. Like, you know, ads happen and then you just let it happen and go by your head. But we work really hard at No Simple Road to bring on sponsors that like we think you would dig and that will bring something cool into your life. And one of those is fire on the mountain if you haven't eaten there i can tell you about it a million different ways i could say they have (laughs) amazing chicken wings or they have specials every month or they have vegan options or they have salads i could say all that stuff and maybe it will just like go in one ear and out the other but i really would like to impress upon all of you out there what it means to have the grateful dead family creating food for you and creating spaces for you to hang out in that are dope they get us and they get you and this place is fucking rad. I don't know how else to say it. I'm trying to say it no, as they, plainly as possible here. Like well, you said, I think they, they make you feel at home. Absolutely. Those are those places. And I think one thing I was just going to point out yesterday, they did a post that this speaks towards the family, what they're doing. OG Custy customer mm-hmm. getting the same order for almost 20 years now. And there's a picture of him smiling at his order. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, the man. best thing on earth. Yeah. And you know, rarely do I get DMS from people that like, holy shit, I went to eat here or there and it was awesome. And I get them from people that have gone to Fire on the Mountain because of the commercials in the show. So here's the deal. Fire on the Mountain is one of our sponsors. We love them and we took them on because we know that what they're doing is righteous. So go check out Fire on the Mountain. They got three locations in Portland, two locations in Denver. They have a rad online store where you can get sauces and a bunch of their swag. You can go to portlandwings.com and make sure to follow them on social media at FOTMPDX and FOTM Denver because Fire on the Mountain's fucking dope and we want you to experience dopeness. Go check it out. Well, hello, everybody. Thank Hi, you Apple. for tuning in here. <laughs> I'm tuned. And we're going to talk to you about another one of our fine sponsors, which has been with us since the beginning and us with them. Shop, Shop Tour Bus. bus. Shop Sorry. Tour Bus always has a lot going on, and this is no exception right now. They are preparing for lots of things. First off, 
it is down to the wire on ordering those father dates father's day gifts yeah they have lots of things available they are getting the packages franny and ella ella are packing stuff up get ready to get that out to you and then they have a very exciting they have a new design coming out especially for the boulder run at Folsom Field with Dead and Company coming up. Mm-hmm. They posted yesterday. It's one month from today. They're getting ready to go. They posted a little sneak peek of the back of the shirt, and they say the front is a surprise. And if you're going to be heading to those Dead and Company shows out in Folsom Field, make sure to hit up the pop-up that's going to be happening with Shop Tour Bus. If you're a Grateful Dead fan and you like Grateful Dead music, you're going to be blown away by what our family over at Shop Tour Bus is doing. And the Terrapin with the banjo. Come on. Yeah. Everyone needs on. that in their life. And the boxes are dope. You might get a Miracle Grateful Dead bootleg cassette tape in your order. And they're hooking our family up with free shipping. So when free you check shipping. out at Shop Tour Bus or ShopTourBus.com, when you check out, put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word. No Simple Road. You're going to get free shipping from the family over there. Make sure to say hi. Tell them No Simple Road sent you. If you go out to Folsom Field and you see them at their pop-up, go check it out. ShopTourBus.com. Cool ideas are always cool. It's great when you're sitting on the couch or you're out with your friends and you have a dope idea and you're like, you know what would be cool if this, that, or the other thing was a thing and then you make that a thing. And then what's even cooler is when you get to describe these cool ass things in like a few words. Like where live music fans share helpful insider venue reviews and information based on their own experiences. See, you don't even know what we're talking about, but you were like, that sounds cool. Well, what we're talking about is Venue Venue Llama. Llama. A couple of heads that we know cooked up this idea. They were like, you know what? When we go to venues, we would like to know what the hell's going on? Like, where's a good place to go eat? House security. Where's yeah. the best seats in the house? What I the, wanna... What's the bathroom sitch like? Like, am I peeing in a trough or is there stalls? Yeah, you'll even see things like the good places to eat around these venues and what's happening in the area. So this is a place where pro show goers can quickly review venues and exchange seriously helpful venue intel with one another. Head over to VenueLlama.com today to sign up for your free Llama account and start reviewing venues today. Review venues in the Llama base, upload photos in the Llama gallery, and add your favorite scene-friendly businesses, websites, or podcasts to the Friends page. All Llamas registered by July 4th are eligible to win free tickets and Venue Llama gear. Go to VenueLlama.com and follow them on Instagram at VenueLlama. That's V-E-N-U-E-L-L-A-M-A. Ideas are cool. This idea is extra cool. Venue Llama. Curious? Yes. That that's what that means. Yeah. All right. Sure. Hey now, no simple road family. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the No Simple Road Weekly Rewind, produced in collaboration with the Edible Beats the out Edible of Beats. Edible Beats, Denver, Colorado. If Denver. you don't know who the Edible Beats are or what they do, you need to educate yourself. You should probably go that's check right. that out. Just Google it. You know how to work the thumbs and the Google machine and the Is whole it thing. Edible Beats or the Edible Beats.com? Yes. <laughs> All right. 
Um, you know what? I'm going to answer that question because. Here, I, I got it. I, if you're going to do that. And in the meantime, yeah. this is how you use your thumbs. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> they are the absolute coolest thing on the planet. And we are super stoked to have them be a part of this weekly rewind. Ediblebeats.com. There it is. Not the. No. Ediblebeats.com. Go educate yourself. You will be richly rewarded with information and um, a warm feeling deep, deep, deep inside your heart that'll make you feel oh so happy. And and you'll get hungry. Yeah. And hungry. Very hungry. And inspired. <laughs> yes. And inspired. So uh, if you are watching this. Yes. Um, hello. Hello. Uh, we don't think anybody's watching right now, but that's okay. That's all right. Maybe in the future, somebody will be watching it. So last week, um, Mel and I were driving in the car and she was like, we have all the gear to live stream. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't we live stream the weekly rewind? And I had no good answer. No, there, there, it wasn't a good answer. And I knew you wouldn't have one and it wasn't to catch you. It was like, we have the equipment. We, we have the ability. Why don't we do it to start getting more content on our um, YouTube. And if people want to see what we're up to while we're doing Monday episodes, here we are. Here it is. This is us. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> oh. um, and so that's, that happened. That happened. So here we are. This is the first week we're trying it. And who knows if it's going to be a regular thing or if it'll be a thing I when think, we feel like it. I think that was pretty easy once I got everything figured out. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A few curse words, a little, yeah. some, you know, Shushes finding the, finding a cable. Sh- hey. no, it was, that was an exaggeration. Come on now. Why do you make me couple, be the bad guy? A couple backhands. Oh no. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> You're me. always. No, no. There's a couple curse words thrown out there and had to find a cable. And then that was all it. was well. I mean, come on in the grand scheme of things, That's as, as far easy. as like technology goes, that was pretty yeah. fucking simple. Well done. Yeah. You pass. <laughs> so I wish I had a little happy face sticker or something to give you right now. <laughs> I want a gold star. I don't want a happy face. Oh, a gold star. Okay. I'll remember that for next week. Please. Please. And thank you. I'll get a sheet of stickers to hand out for achievements on the podcast for me, not blowing my stack when things don't go right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Outstanding achievements in podcast history. Um, you know, (laughs) you know, good job, babe. Thank you. Last week. Also, I had a, a call with producer Corey and it was an hour and 44 minutes. Uh, I know where you're going to go with this, but I want to stop you for one second. That's me stopping. Because that's what you want to get to eventually. But I wanted to talk about something um, on the show because I know that other people are going through it and have gone through it and certainly will go through it. And um, last week I lost a friend at work. Hmm. Um, it was really sad, um, of course. But there was a lot of um, circumstances that led it to be more than just sad because somebody passed away. It was just, you know, wasn't um, it wasn't anybody's like wish for this sweetheart of a person, you know. Um, and then a friend of our No Simple Road family, um, you know, they lost their mom. And and that is a painful, harsh, really I don't even know deep thing, <laughs> deep thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and as I was like kind of reflecting on my relationship with my friend and hearing the news about <clears throat> our friend, 
and his mom. And, and then it just got me thinking back about the two men that I lost in my life in 2019 was my father-in-law. And then 2020 was my uncle and they were both father figures to me. <clears throat> and, um, it just got me thinking of like how messy death can be, you know, in the sense that like, everybody just wants to like fall asleep and then oh I just never woke up and then here's my casket at the funeral and everybody like lives on no there's like so many different things that happen um death can be super messy you know um quite literally like you know people's things that have to be recovered and collected and taken care of and you know maybe like closing out tabs or stories or shutting like there's so many things you know and a lot of people don't like to talk about death because it's not fun, you know, but then we all hold it inside. That's it. Cause we're not talking about it cause it's hard to talk about. And then those thoughts and those feelings are still inside of us and there's no outlet if we're not expressing it verbally, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to express it myself so that I'm not keeping it in and also share, you know, my story because you know, even though my friend passed away, the people and how many people came to support him um, in those end days and just to <clears throat> literally sit and share space with him, you know, he wasn't able to, you know, he was on a ventilator and stuff. Um, but like the people that just came to share and support and the nurses even made a um, comment to one of my friends, like, this is very unusual. There's a lot of people that don't get this much visitors and so much love and so much care. And that was a testimony to his spirit and his sweetness. And I went, um, a day, wow. What? Whoa. I don't know what that was about, but help out. No, I think I got this. I don't need. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you didn't need. I didn't need extra you didn't need help. That, that help from him. That's no, I when didn't. they chime in. <laughs> but yeah, and so I, I went there. Um, it was like a day or so before he passed, and just like being there and meeting like his mother and his friends and the people that were there for him, and. I just wanted to reiterate this, I guess, if anything, um, just share this, whether the person, um, is able to see you or feel you or hear you or not. I think all of these things are for yourself. You know, when you go visit them, you're visiting to put closure on your relationship or how you feel, or, you know, whether you want to just go see the one time or you're going to go every day or you're going to, you know, be called when you're needed and you show up there's so many ways to do it. Gosh, I think I have like three froggies in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your whole little family, you know, I'll, I'll piggyback on that a little bit. And, and in this culture, it's a death is not something that we deal with. Well, in it, we (laughs) Western culture is death is hidden. It's, It's very private. It's a, it's, typically very sad it's like finances like nobody wants to talk about that it's like asking what it looked like when you took a shit this morning yeah it's doesn't yeah (laughs) and and, and it's a lot of oh deal with it when we when that happens and and, 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 yeah so 
in light of that, because it's so hidden and behind closed doors, I mean, think about the um, retirement community thing. We lock away those that are, well, you know what I mean? To to have them somewhere where it's not out in the open. If you go to other countries like in India, well, if you say if you're a single person, you don't have any children, like it's not always a locking away of sorts. It's, you know, sometimes people legitimately don't have others. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying like in other countries, like in India, there's literally bodies floating in the river, like, or in the street, you see pyres. It's death is part of your yeah, it's, everyday it's, existence. It's not in a life. secret, no, you know, building. It, yeah. And not that that makes it feel any better when you lose somebody that you love, but because you are constantly exposed to the reality that that is part of our human existence and being a human being on planet earth, that changes the game. And think about like a, a funeral in new Orleans, those jazz funerals. Yeah. With the whole procession going down the street and a band. Yeah. And a, yeah. It's, when, when I lost my dad a couple of years ago, it really forced me to take a look at, at that and how I see it and view it. And it, it was different. I thought about it two different ways. Like for myself, I thought about it one way and then everybody else, I thought about it another. Do you know what I mean by that? Well, yeah. Cause I mean, the same way you think about yourself one way and then you think about everybody else in another way. Well, there's uh, always a separation. My, is my idea thought. of it was different even like I have my idea what's going to happen to me after like your afterlife. Yeah. And, and, but then when my dad passed, it was, my knee jerk reaction was to be devastated. And Mm -hmm. all I could think about was that I wasn't going to be able to see him anymore. And I couldn't call him on the phone. You can't plan for death. mm -mm. And like the day, of course you can plan for it in the sense where you're financially and like, you've got your affairs in order and like as much as you can, I'll say, um, but it's coming knocking. And that's why I was saying earlier about like, it gets messy because that's what one of the thing biggest things people say. I was like, I was just talking to them. Oh or, yeah, that's everybody says that. Yeah, like I saw them last week, or they seemed fine, you know. And <clears throat> death will, you know, it <laughs> don't have no mercy. In it doesn't this land. have any mercy. But you know what? Birth. Can we say that about birth? Birth doesn't have any mercy because that's good. part of our lives. You know what I mean? Like both of those things, and what you were saying about um, the cultures and being exposed to it if you're always seeing something and you're forced to deal with it openly as a culture, mm-hmm. not just like as a person or as a family, but as a culture, you're dealing with it, then there's going to be a lot more comfort because it's like, I didn't just lose my aunt. We lost a community member. Do you know what I mean by that? Like it, everybody's included in this death. It's not like just my family, your family, their family, this person passes on and like you said, they're they're in a fun- in a pyre or floating down, you the know, Ganges. the Ganges or, you know, whatever method it you know in someone's house being you know put with flowers and in ball. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways it um, takes place. Yeah, and it, the understanding of of uh, like what it means is 
what's missing with us. I mm. think it's it, because for us, like I said, it's the knee jerk reaction of like, I won't be able to call them. I won't be able to see them. I can't hear their voice. And, and that's all real stuff. That's part of the grieving process when you lose somebody that you love. But like on the flip side of that, after having experience with psychedelics, there's a, a freedom in that. It's a, Death is a release from the suffering of being alive on planet Earth, of the human existence. No, we don't fucking know what's going to happen, but I sure do know that I won't be in this body, whatever that means, right? And Mm -hmm. my experience with psychedelics has shown me that that energy is never, doesn't get destroyed. It just changes form. My dad even is through t- that, you'll you still have to work through that grief. You know, if somebody knows psychedelics or doesn't, somebody passes from their life, they still. That's that's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, even because even though I knew that's what I meant about thinking about it two different ways. Yes. Like, just because I know that didn't make it any easier on yeah. me. And when I really like got down to the nitty gritty of my grief over it. Mm-hmm. It was all selfish stuff in at the bottom of it. It was like, I won't be able to see them anymore. You know, I won't be able to talk to him anymore. Um, I won't have his advice anymore. Uh, all this stupid shit that, that I did that I never got a chance to reaction. apologize for. But that's anymore. what a relationship is. Like, I was thinking about, again, back to my, my friend, like, we all the people that were there, he mm-hmm. had relationships with. Right. And everybody was like, I'm not going to be able to see him anymore. I'm not going to be able to call him anymore. It's this person is a huge part of people's lives. And then when it's just gone, everybody that it's affect that has been affected by them is feeling those same types of Mm. loss, you know, like I don't think it's selfish at all. I think that it's um, natural and appropriate. And, you know, you, you are missing something you're missing whatever light that, person brought into your into your um uh life and you're missing that those stories and what i mean what i mean by selfish i i don't mean it with a negative connotation connotation. it it's myself dealing with those things that i'm talking about like Mm. it's that's on your own yeah it's selfish it has to do with me Mm. my grief wasn't because my dad how do I say this? It wasn't, um, I wasn't concerned with where he was at. Like I wasn't sad because he was in another city or on the other side or whatever it is. Like it all had to do with me and how I felt about him, not where he was at. And that's what I mean about like our culture and how we feel about it. It, because if I had been brought up with a different viewpoint you would have been happy i might have been like holy shit my dad graduated yeah like he He got his wings he got his or whatever (laughs) my idea of what the afterlife is like he's everywhere now and i get to be with him all the time so can't we change that sure Well, i think that comes naturally over time with once it once you've gotten over i mean the self thing is what comes first Mm -hmm. like the the, like you said selfish i don't think it's really selfish but it's self 
ish. You're thinking about yourself. Yeah. And then later, then you feel that because we all do that after you know, you know somebody, well, not all. I can speak for myself. I know you guys have. You feel the people in certain places and times. Oh, you dude. feel the pre- That doesn't happen right away. That happens later, and you'll be like, oh, you get like the goosebumps or something doing something or being somewhere you've been with that person. I still hear his voice. That happens. I don't think there's any way of changing that reaction immediately upon a death of somebody. Because you immediately just think of everything. That's why I love the ideas of like, you know, like the wakes and the now celebrations of life and stuff where you get together. Like that's what we did for my sister. There was never a funeral. We all got together and, you know, hung out all day and shared stories yeah, and laughed. And and that helps with the selfishness because you're you're with a bunch of people that I think the immediate, at least for me, with death is to be depressed and upset. And that's yeah. And when you're in a group of people, then you're forced to like like to tell the good stories and then it reminds you of things when somebody's like remember that time when we were in the back seat yeah. and, and, and and different <laughs> thing and it makes you celebrate that person's life but that's hard to do at first well it was really great we got to do that we got to tell stories by our friend's bedside and that was one of the only times that we all were smiling and like you yeah. know joking and and, don't Having, you think, and that's what he that that's what anybody would yeah. want if you could look down oh, and yeah. see to see people not mourning and yes. crying because it's like oh no. but to be laughing about yeah. you and and, and think yeah. about this like in the whole energy doesn't die it's just changes forms yeah. kind of thing like in telling stories about somebody that's passed away that energy of that memory the like the physical particles particles <laughs> of the memory wherever that is are that person then they're they've changed form into to become the ideas and the memories of the people that held them yeah. and loved them and cared about them that's why that movie um coco coco is so dope <laughs> yeah because it really illustrates kind of what I'm talking about in, and the only time you're really gone is when the stories and the memories of you fade, fade. Yeah. People don't tell them anymore. Well, and like Coco, I finally watched that not too long ago. Cause I hadn't seen it since it came out. It's about connection with your ancestors and everything. And it's a very common thing. I know I've done it like every year, like when the date comes around that my sister passed, the immediate reaction is to be kind of depressed that day or something but that's when you pick up the phone i always talk i talk to my mom my dad my dad we talk and we laugh and and talk about the good things there's no way of getting over that little bit of sadness and everything no, that's for part me of the pro- that's but, why but it's, it's like important to keep that connection and that's what keeps them alive those memories that i mean that electricity that exactly. goes through our brains when we're thinking because we're electricity that electricity that power goes somewhere Mm-hmm. And it really is indeed a process because, you know, when someone passes, then you think about other people who've passed, you know, and then it forces you to kind of think about yourself passing and do I have my affairs in orders? Would <laughs> like all of that kind of stuff starts to, I mean, he was, I think, my age or a few years older than me, you know, so that makes you realize like no age is safe. That doesn't mean anything. Oh, you're 40 something. <laughs> 
No, <laughs> if you're under 40, you're totally yeah, safe. Yeah, you're, like, you're fine. Like, you're no. good. Oh, she Everybody was young. There, yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, it's a process. It brought up a lot, um, of like I said, with, with dad and my uncle um, and just realizing the gap that is there because of their absence. It, it, I learned something from you about that, though, of like, when my dad passed, I was really missing him. And you were like, why don't you talk to him? Yeah. I, and I, and I, I absolutely at first did. I felt like, yeah, whatever. Well, you did give me like a snide yeah, little like, like, remark. He's like, not even here. I mean, like, I miss calling him, Mel. I was like, I know you miss I calling him. I know what you him. meant. But, but, and I know you know what I mean. And I like truly seek it out because if you're talking about the memory thing, right, they're, they're they exist in particles and memories and we're not saying this is true or not, but no, no, we know for sure. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is definitive. Um, but if we, if we're seeking them and asking for their guidance and their voice, like it comes to you in different ways. Like for me, like that comes in memories and it comes in like phrases that those people used to say. And those would be like the answer and, or like the, I know what, you know what I mean by me saying this. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm laughing because when you say it, I hear my dad. I was just kidding. I was Motherfucker. Just I hear it's, it. I hear it. Well, okay. So this is a, a random, well, it's not that random, but when my mom was here, we were, um, we were sitting in ceremony, her and I, and there was like, a moment where we were asking for, you know, any ancestors to come in that wanted to be part of this, that had something helpful to contribute and whatever. And (laughs) I heard my uncle's voice. I heard it so audibly. And he was like, what are you kidding me? I would have missed this for the world. And like, just the way that he, I heard it in my head and it was such a like, oh, okay, he's here. And that was it. I didn't, there was no more connection. It didn't need to, I don't feel like it needed anymore, but I just, I felt it. And, you know, I guess it was just like a story of that kind of, that story played and it just made me sad that I couldn't call him, but also, yes, I can. You got the cosmic phone. Now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's just like. It's like made of clouds. Yeah. You it's know, got stars I, in it. Like. I would imagine if you like had something really awesome and you lost it and now you got to go through life without it, you know, like a pair of shoes or a purse or something that you really loved, but you lost it. And now it's like a bummer. You don't have it, but you got to learn to live without it. Yeah. It's, it's the wildest thing to think about. Like I'm here right now. I'm having this entire rich living experience on the planet i have people's phone numbers in my phone i get mail i eat i go to work i have kids like we have a podcast all this stuff the thought that i can just be out gone and and that you're just like deleted from the matrix yeah deleted from life and 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 everything is going to keep going like the world you guys are all You're, still yeah. going to be here doing your thing like that thought to me those non-local is thoughts is such a trip yeah it, uh-huh. because 
you're like, okay, this body will be gone, but like, where's your spirit inside that body? It's just like, it like turns into vapor or where, air, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you want to get even heavier with it. Like who is the you that's in the body and where is it? And right now? Yeah. <laughs> like you well, I think the only time we do know where it, when it, where it is, it's when it's in our body. Okay. That's the only time it's right here. But and the, when I go to sleep, it might not be that's there. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Like, what, I like, don't so think where it, do you go when you fall asleep then? Somewhere else. <laughs> it's like you put your jacket in the coat hook for the night. You're hanging up your ego you ha- for the night. Your coat hook is your bed at night. You just like lay your body down and your spirit's like, do, 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 do. So I'm going to go on a walkabout. I got yeah. things to do. And, and why is the walkabout like, into cloud cuckoo land every night it's where like it likes dream, to be dreamland is like what the hell yeah. i'm riding in a pickle and now i'm standing on sometime. the great wall of china yeah, yeah. And, you know it, it, why is that the thing that happens when we f- hang it up i don't the, know that's a weird night. one riding on a pickle <laughs> great wall of china anyway. analyze that <laughs> yeah um Thank you for bearing with well, me and, you know, well, no, talking I mean, that, about the no, that, death well, thing. There's, I was going to say, what well, other thing, too, that's relevant, you know, the, getting older and stuff, like recently with my dad, uh, it, it's a tough subject to start broaching, like, with your parents as they're getting older, anybody oh as they're God. getting older. Like, you were just talking about, it made me think about what you were just saying. Like, you have an email. We all do. We all have an email, a phone. We have passwords protecting everything. We have all this. So my dad, finally, in, like, the last two years, we both took it more seriously because he just turned 80. And he's, he's healthy. He works out and does stuff. But you never, you're, you're at that age where you're susceptible to a lot more things. And that's what, he, you know, he... He's like, like with my stepmother, he's like, he's like, I'm worried, you know, when I'm, if I go first, she doesn't know how hardly work a computer or any of that type of stuff. He handles all that. And he's like, I, you know, I, I need help with getting her set of like how to pay bills, how to log into this, how to do that. So he's like creating a thing with all his passwords, all these things. It's so smart. I Look, have man, them. Here's the thing. Because if you don't have that prepared, comes that time, then it's like, oh, shit. And just because he's 80, it should be all of us now. Yeah. Like, no, that's, yeah, like we're just talking about age. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And not, yeah. and hey, welcome to the No Simple Road Weekly Rewind. We're talking about sad stuff today. It's not sad. That's what I'm trying to take. It's just the life. narrative. It's talking about yeah, life. like when your kid leaves, it's sad for college. That's sad. You know, when you have to go in for surgery, that's sad. You know, when there's a lot of sad things. We just, I, I want to kind of normalize talking about tough things, and I think we have on the show. Oh yeah, just normalize talking about tough stuff because I was feeling sad about it. I was feeling really bummed out about it. And it happened right. Another good friend of mine, his birthday was yesterday and, and we shared this friend in common. And so did my son, Simon, we shared Mm. that friend in common. So we were all sad and grieving about it. And I, I, I guess this is like the little bit left, like the last, you know, 
a, like the last need for me to want to speak about it, I guess. Yeah. And, and maybe not forever, but just like, because it's still so fresh. And for our brother in the No Simple Road family that lost his mom, we love you, man. Yeah, yes. we, we really do. And you know, believe me, I get how tough it is. And, and uh, just know that in, in time, it doesn't sting quite as bad. And uh, it's, it, I'm not going to say it gets better. But no, it, it, no, no. My always, my friend, well, Crystal, I can talk about that because she's another one who's helped me uh, talk more about death. Also, like, I mean, this is kind of a crude example, but like when you work in a spa, you see body parts all the time. They're not a big deal anymore. You just <laughs> yeah. see them, and it's just like, oh yeah, it, you know, I saw you that. saw ten buttholes. Today. Yeah, it it doesn't matter, and so <laughs> it, it depending on what you what industry you're in and how much you're around death or whatever it's not as harsh or it's not as yeah i remember when we worked yeah. in the hospital like no we would it, see dead people, people would code and it would be like eh, whatever the yeah. guy's in and it's fine and you guys want to go to lunch but crystal helped me because she's um a death doula and kind of made it her business to be with people in their as last moments of yeah in the midst of their you know transfer over and so she was telling me and and said you and Aaron you should do your death thing with me. It's like she's got this little thing um, that she does with people, um, talking about the last um, parts of their life and what they want to do. And it's a really cool thing. And I think we should do it. I'm down to do it. Right. I mean, it, that sucks to like finally get to that moment, and then there's a million. You're you're leaving a million loose ends for the people you love the most to handle when they're the feeling the worst. I've been because that's for, so that's kind yeah. of shitty, man. I've been like to not be prepared. Yeah. Um, studying about life insurance lately for <laughs> before this happened too. Before this, wait a minute. Should I be worried? Yeah, you know, <laughs> but I was just studying about it because I yeah, want to no. know. Like all these things, kept saying about um, uh, like the Rothschilds and all these like people, like they put their their money is in insurance and in trusts and things like that. So I started to research it. And so it just got me down a rabbit hole. Yeah. But you got to have the money to do that. Of course you have to have the money. But yeah, my thought is in thinking of that, like anything, your 401k, your whatever you have, your savings. Okay. That's cool. How does it get to that next person that you want it to? Not just automatically. Mm -mm. So your car, your title, all of those things. No, that's a real there's thing. There's a lot of legalities Just think about involved. like at Christmas time, man, when somebody gives you like a sweater and you either don't like it or it doesn't fit, they've given you a gift that now they've given you a task instead of a gift. Like I gave you a sweater and now you have an errand to run because mm -hmm. yeah. it doesn't fit. That's like a thousand of those. Mm -hmm. But when you're feeling, they're feeling their absolute Worst. saddest, like, Okay, now you got to go to the bank and try and figure out my passwords. And no, man. No. And you know, I had a really good friend who her dad passed on her birthday. Jesus. And uh, he made it as easy as possible as far as like financially. And it was still hard because there was like, he thought he did everything. And there was still stuff that comes up. That came right. up like that she trip, had man. to, she was like, you know, kind of like cracking her knuckles. Like, okay, this thing gonna be so hard. Nope. It was so hard. So I don't know. It's a kind of like a PSA to get your stuff in order when you don't need to, so that you don't leave it for your loved ones. And to just like 
for all to be a sounding board because I, well, you know. And to discuss it with discuss your loved it, ones yeah. and to, like we always say, is check on your friends. Yes. And, but when they tell you you're all right, if you sense they're not, dig a little deeper, push a little harder because you only have those chances while they're alive. Well, and and to celebrate, celebrate our ancestors and all those that have passed on. Yes. I've really learned to do that more since living with you guys because Mel has really brought that to the forefront in our household. Yeah, we, and, we do that on... on Dia de la Muerto. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, sometimes... This is the thing with, like, remembering anniversaries of, of death. Um, I don't like to remember that. I don't, I don't like to celebrate that sad time, but... If it's their birthday, I feel like it's different. And my uncle, makes sense. You know what I mean? If Because yeah. you, you're not remembering their death. You're yeah, you remembering, remembering their, their life. And so I I don't celebrate death days. I did the very first year that my uncle, or maybe even the second year, but I I did something. I, I, I had lit a candle and, and did flowers, but like... I don't want to get in a death vibe plan my on sad the day. day every year. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to. I want to like listen to some music and like and try to like lie because you would yeah. celebrate their birth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If the, yeah. Okay. And, and wait, one last it's a thing. Much better celebration. One last thing. Um, th- another thing that was um brought out because of this. Apple just said it a moment ago. Was check on your friends if you suspect anything. Right. Even if you don't. Don't you enjoy getting a phone call randomly, like when someone's in a good mood? Like, hey, I just wanted to check on you. Yep. What's up? I missed you. I loved you. I don't even. We don't even just talk for a lot. Just hey, that can and, like make someone's and, freaking and, week. And there's nothing wrong with like I said, like pushing a little more. We do it with each other, living around. Like the first time somebody asks you if you're okay, if you're not okay, your normal response is just like, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. But then if you know people yeah, well, but you can tell when that's bullshit and when yeah. it's not. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. You, be like, you, you all know what? Know what I'm, I'm yeah. About. You know what? Are you sure? And a yeah. lot of time, I know I've done it. The second, third time somebody asking, it's like, all right, <laughs> you got me. And then you let it all out. And, yeah. and then you feel better. All right. So or that's it. Or you talk it, about guys. a health problem yeah. and you go right, let's, get it taken care of. I just want to thank you. We're thank gonna, you for we're everybody. Gonna, I'm going to push in the clutch and we're going to switch gears. Ready? So what I was saying a half an hour ago about talking <laughs> to Corey. Uh, we had this like really long conversation and part of that conversation was around like what no simple road is up to. And uh, what are you up like to? Like our summer plans. Yeah. And um, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend we have uh Mojo family fest coming up at rhythms ground. And uh, if you're here in the Portland area or you're able to travel up for it, come hang out with us, man. Yeah. This, we were just out at the, at rhythms grounds again on few, Friday. Yeah. Friday night. I was going to say last week, Jesus, <laughs> Friday so night, Friday night, two days ago. And, uh, it's amazing out there and having the opportunity of, for all of us to gather there for the inaugural festival on those grounds mm-hmm. is going to be something special and we have something really really cool we're, we're cooking, cooking up it up for our live podcast on saturday at noon so if you have the chance to or the means to come up i would or down or down i would <laughs> yeah. or sideways or yeah to the right or left <laughs> diagonally we don't exclude anybody above us or on yeah. the right of us we're or, inclusive as far as directions go yes uh Come hang out. You can go to bodimojo.com and get tickets. You can get uh you can go to in, 
at Bodhi Mojo on Instagram, and there's a link in their bio, and you can get tickets there. Do we have a link and in it, our website? We don't. Okay. And, it, and it, it is, Matt, like we were just talking about death and stuff. You want to talk about life? That place, when we were just out there, it is like the amount of people that have dedicated their time and energy to helping them get it ready and everything it is it's it's magical what is happening yeah, out there it's yeah. going to be the dope. transformation and everything and then like well like anywhere especially up here once the sun starts going down and at 11 o'clock at, at night and, and yeah <laughs> that's true yeah and, yeah and the light lighting that they have going on out there or keep oh, adding to it's Dude, just magical when we went out there on on friday night we left at like nine forty-five at night maybe 10 and it was like dusk yeah and we were driving home i was like holy shit it's 10 o'clock at night and the sun is still up yeah like i and we've been here not, seven yeah, we're, we're all tight it's like it. we've been here seven years this well in 10 or nine days we've been here seven years holy and we we're just talking about that it's like yeah you just don't get used to this Mm-mm. so anyway the other thing that we were talking about was oregon country fair Woo. <laughs> and producer Corey was like i don't get it i don't see what the big deal is i've been to county fairs before like he told me he was thinking hot dogs like and ferris like, wheels what and is the big deal and but that is a very good to, way to think about it because what well, how do you know any different uh, well how would you i would i should wouldn't. say and so it occurred to me that a lot of people listen to no simple road that don't live on the west coast maybe don't have any clue what the Oregon country fair is yeah, and why it's such a monumental, it's so important to us, huge deal that we got invited to podcast at fair. Yeah. Like, and so I wanted to talk about that a little bit on the show so that you all could share in the excitement with us and, <laughs> well, and, well, you can and just know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to Apple? Do you want to give them a little fair history lesson? I'll I'll start a little bit. Um, yeah. It started in 1969 as a Renaissance fair, and they um, were looking to um, make some money to create alternative schooling. And each year, it kind of grew a, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more not without its problems from neighboring uh, homes or the county or different um, groups that were trying, didn't like what they were doing as far as like maybe there was people loitering on their property, little things like that. But as each year rolled on, even more like family started to kind of um, like like a snowball effect you know more more vendors and more people selling food and more people involved in the actual putting together of this fair and it wasn't just about coming together for fair it was about it was like a creating a counter a counterculture that well it was a gathering place for people that were part of the counter yeah that's yes. what I, exactly yeah. and like how to do it right as far as like you know um growing your own food and being sustainable, all these things that we all do or hear of now, but they were just in its infancy. And if not even in its infancy, wasn't even happening yet. They were creating it, you know, these uh, composting and all that stuff. And recycling. So, yeah. Recycling. Yeah, they composting. started from the first recycling. They're one of the first Peace Corps uh, operations going on. They, well, what I was going to say, put on my readers here for y'all. Right on so, Santa. So, 
first of all, me, me and Mel, Aaron's going to be reading it soon. Is And this is for anybody. If you, Even if you don't live on the West Coast or anything, if you are listening to us, you're most likely into the Grateful Dead and the hippie movement and all kinds of consciousness. Music. The, there are two books, oh, which yeah. these are, I've just got to say, Fruit of the 60s, The Founding of the Oregon Country oh, Fair yeah. by Susie Prozansky. That book starts it off. This goes over the first 10 years of the fair. Yeah. And the second two years, I actually did two fairs each year of 70 and 71. But this is such an in-depth history, not just into the beginning of the fair, but the community that sprung up in Eugene. A lot of people from like Haight-Ashbury, Summer of Love, everything was getting pretty tense, like 69, 70 down there. A lot of people came up here and the programs that were started. Oh my God. The recycling, the tree replanting, the just consciousness of everything. The the the, the intention that they put the into Saturday everything. food market, stuff yeah. that still to this day exists. And then there's a follow up to it, which we just got in the mail, which we're all going to be reading too, which thank goodness these were suggested to us by the people at the fair because I knew some about it, but not how in depth no. and how amazing this community is that did this. Well, first of all, but the second, doing second book is Brigadoon of the 60s, Revelry and Kerfuffles at the Oregon Country Fair. And it, it covers the rest after the first 10 years. Susie did an incredible job of documenting something she wasn't even at to, yeah. to go back and research all everything that was maybe not as well documented as it could have been, but getting like accounts from talking to people and like whatever she had. She, I don't know how she did it. No, uh, like, it's fascinating. We, me and Mel were talking about it. I can't wait till you start reading it. I'm almost done. So I can pass it on. But we, we found out like back then this was like, you know, don't trust the man. So every year at the beginning, like they burned and got rid of the names of guests of people that were on the board, uh, the first year, I think it was they did a map. They burned the map, yeah, because they didn't want that getting in the hands of the authorities that would know what's going on at yeah. the fair. So there, it, it's a very entry, interesting history of not just the fair but the world at that time and of what was going on. The, the account of the spirit of these can-do people. There yes. was well, no this is, this way. Is the spirit. This is a huge part of this. Is the counterculture of the late sixties, early seventies, the hippies that were heeding the call of going back to the land, yeah, back to the land and, and trying to show that there was a different way of life possible other than the nuclear family and what was being presented by mainstream culture. And the fair has been a representation of that for over 50 years. And has grown into, I think it's the, the second largest city in Oregon while the fair is happening. Yeah. That's how big it is now. And every year they have amazing musicians play. The Grateful Dead have played Oregon Country Fair back in the day. Um, I know that the Keezys were very involved in helping them with all of it. Yeah. And uh, this is born of this family doing their thing and 
showing that they can create something magical and different and and sustainable and being an Oregonian now and not having been to fair when you tell another (laughs) person that's been that like when we tell anybody we haven't been the reaction from them is unilaterally like eyes get like utter shock huge we had one recently guy started holding his head he was like oh 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 my god God. oh my gosh oh you guys are gonna have so much fun oh my gosh (laughs) yeah if you're interested just like i would urge you to go online and just yeah they had they have a great uh website and so like this thing with a rich 50-year history of creating all of these amazing programs that are now like mainstream that you don't even know came from there um so many artists and musicians and craftspeople and just the the list goes on and on for that thing to invite us to come do what we do there is a huge deal well and to capture the history too like yes inviting us there but like what a cool, honest, I mean, um, honorable thing it is for us to go there and fo- like um, document that in our way for them mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Well, and I, I think one of the most important things that people understand, too, about this is there, there's so many crafters, food vendors, everything like that. And one rule that still stands today everything is like homemade everything there's no there's no man there's no tables with manufactured goods or like garage sale booths going on this is highlighting the community's ability of craftsmanship of growing food all the food is from farms all around everything is sourced by the person who brings it in You, you can't just go buy you know a bunch of stuff in a box from china and go sell your wares there this is truly highlighting the people and their crafts. Yeah. And for over 50 years, there has been um, psychedelic infusing on that land. And I hear story after story of like the magic at fair. Well, family mystic is yeah. one of the stories they um, uh, Marcelo and love met each other. And they now are family mystic. Yeah. Jack from Bodhi Mojo was like, you know, like in life, there's like weird synchronicity and like coincidences happen every once in a while. He's like, at fair, it was literally every second. (laughs) Like if I thought it, it happened or it like if I thought I needed something, somebody handed it to me. We've heard that yeah, from a lot. It's like, oh, I wish I had a nice cold lemonade. And all of a sudden somebody's like, lemonade, hands it to you. (laughs) Like, whoa. And to be able to like be invited to this thing and having never been, I'm excited to share with all of you guys out there and, and also with them at fair, what our experience is first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's a, we're going to have a very unique viewpoint. Yeah. Because we don't, there's no like, um, jaded history. We don't have we don't have beef. Yeah, we don't have any anybody. idea of yeah. any of it. Just the books. Yeah, we're <laughs> going. I'm. I told Mel or Apple today. I was like, not setting any expectations. I, I, no, I just look. I don't have any expectation for it. I have like no. 
I don't even know how to properly think about no. going because I don't know what no, it's going to be. No, we just go in there like infants ready to have fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I know I'm going to put up a tent. That's about it. And I'm going to do a fi- three 50-minute podcasts. Yeah. And beyond that, like, and these grounds, how big are the grounds? Um, I, I'm, I'm not exactly it's like, sure. It's like 400 something acres yeah, or something it, like it, that. It's 430. Huge. It's gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. not it's, like some little. No, I think attendance now is, it reaches over 50,000 people wow. or so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's yeah. what Oregon Country Fair is. Yeah, when you, when you hear Oregon Country Fair, we're not talking about like a Ferris wheel and funnel With like cake. Like euros no. and like ski ball. Mm-hmm. That's um, not, so just to like. <laughs> well, maybe they do have euros. I don't know. I, I don't know why I said possible. that. It is possible. Um, give you just a little bit of an idea like how dope this is. Back when I was on tour in 90, um, I was at a show at Shoreline and it was the last West Coast show before the East Coast run started like two weeks later. It was like sometime in July. And uh, it was after the show, <clears throat> we were all on the lot and we were getting on our bus to get everything ready to take off to go back east to Maryland. And uh, there was a big group of like older heads outside the bus getting their stuff together. And we were all talking. And I was like, yeah, you guys um, headed out to the shows in Landover. And I'll never forget this, like, Earth Mama, kindest, shining, smiling eyes and, like, the patchwork skirt and a tie-dye with, like, hair wraps in her hair. And she was like, no, sweetheart, we're going to Oregon Country Fair. And I was like, what's... Oregon Country Fair, and she did what everybody's done to us. She's like, "Oh my God, you got you, you don't know what fair is." And I was like, "No, I, I've never heard of it." And she was like, "Well, if it gives you any indication how cool it is, we're leaving Dead Tour to go do Oregon Country Fair." There it I'd is. I'd say that, that that's a great way to put it. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, "Oh," and uh, I was like, "Oh, I, I, I'll make it up there someday." She's like, "You need to put this on your bucket list of things to do before you leave the earth." Wow. This is this is something you're never going to forget. And I blew it off and forgot about Oregon Country Fair. And when we moved up here, one of the first things that happened to us is we got invited to mm-hmm. fair by somebody. Or at least we got, you know, told about yeah, it. Yeah. And I, that memory came back and I was like, holy shit, full circle. And right, right while you were telling that story, it reminds me of Audrey because we were looking through her and Jason's photo album yeah. of oh, a yeah. fair and yeah. she had a patchwork uh, quilt that she had a made. Patchwork skirt. Yeah. So yeah, not, well, maybe she has a pack patchwork quilt too but yeah i mean her skirt that was the, well and that was the jam back and then. Then. this is so, this is something that that we've heard from everybody like when you go your main priority in life is to return every year after that wow yeah and there are gener there's four or five generations deep of people that are running the booths out there that have passed it on and kids have grown up there and are continuing to do this. So, but I was just going to say, go the Oregon country org is their website where you can go check this out. And at Oregon country fair on Instagram with lots of cool pictures, all kinds of things. There's just, even if you're, like I said, you're not mildly able to make interested. It, act, it is a great, 
it, it's just one of the greatest things I've ever seen as far as like bringing community together to all work towards one thing and to make it happen. Let's be honest. This is like they could call this the heady fair. Like it, it's these are the heady cats that put this thing together and yeah. are doing this. And the vibe of this is super thick. Yeah, and th- this is this is Vanita Eugene. Yeah, and you know Ken <laughs> Kesey used to walk. People used to see he used to hang out on on the fairgrounds all the time and walk around, talk to people, give talks. I mean, this Ken Babs, like you know, there's just a lot of history and people involved in this and i i can't wait yeah i'm almost like i mean i'm thinking about it all the time because i'm reading the book but then i have to like turn it off to to like i don't want to get too excited i might but blow a fuse or something <laughs> what before Apple. Oh, it's he was exciting. too excited for fear. He got so excited, he passed and out. And I'm glad that you started reading because I was like having all this information by myself and I couldn't With talk nobody. about it. I'm glad it you're already ahead share. of me. Could, yeah, now we got to. I got to finish it so we can. So Aaron can start reading it. Now we got part two to read. Yeah. Part two. Um. So yeah, when you hear us talking about it and we're all stoked and like giddy, that now you at least have you know a heads why. up. Yeah. And yeah. If that too, man, if, if you're up here or you're able to come, cause you can come to fair during the day. Well, see, they don't, you didn't say anything about that. That's a whole different, that's a whole, yeah, there's, there's day fair and there's night fair. Um, at, I think it's like seven o'clock. The general public gets, um, a sweep. You have, yeah. There's a sweep, sweep that happens. Everybody has to leave fair except for the people that are like performing or working vendors and yeah which this is so huge there's thousands of people on all all together there's thousands of people there that are on all these different crews that's how big this is and how much needs to be handled and then those people get to hang out and party have fun and everything at night yeah that's the revelry at yeah. night so everybody you know you can come for day fair and yeah. hang out and there's campgrounds all around there where you can camp and then come back the next day and because i i doubt you could possibly see the whole thing in one day i just saw that oh no way gorge is around oh wow the gorge is around 500 acres oh. for scale wow whoa okay thank you yeah who is that cinnamon all right right on um it's yeah yeah, I don't think you could walk it in a day and see like all the bo- there's hundreds and hundreds of booths and yeah. and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't know. Really We're until, <laughs> we, really until we get there I'm, and see. I'm this. winging it right now. So <laughs> that's the best kind of thing too. Like we know something, but when you go somewhere or like you like, oh my gosh, you should totally go to this place in Mexico. When you get there, you don't know how cool it is until you land and you get to that place and you're like, oh my gosh. Right. Like you have to, so it's kind of what fair is doing is building this like um, excitement in us and yeah. like this like titillation, well, and, you know, and for course, the summer. And of course living up here for seven years now, we've been hearing for seven years, mm-hmm. every time up. somebody mm-hmm. asks about it, the reaction from people that have been, it's just like, whoa, okay. Right right now it's like we're going on a roller coaster. It's like tink, yep. tink, tink, mm-hmm. tink, 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 and working our way up to the top of the roller coaster. And just to be full disclosure, we we wanted to go every year that we've been here. Yes. Except 
it was either Northwest String Summit was happening at the exact same time or Fish at the Gorge was happening at the exact same time. So Yeah, there was always kind of conflicts of other... Northwest String Summit wasn't the exact same time. It was It was close. like the week yeah. after yeah. her, so it, yeah. It, it was, wasn't the same. It wasn't. We always had a lot going on. Yep. And so we just hadn't been able to go. And things work out the I way they're supposed to. you know... Seven years ago, we weren't invited no. the way that we were. No, we weren't invited. Yeah, yeah. here we go. And I would be remiss if I didn't thank Dan Cohen from Peak Experience thank for you, Dan. sticking Dan, his neck you. out for us, for actually like reaching out to me through Facebook and being like, Aaron, why isn't No Simple Road at the Oregon Country Fair? And I was like, I don't know. Why? We didn't it? even know we could or, be yeah, or could why, be. Can we do that? And he was like, I'm going to facilitate this for you guys. I want to see this happen. And it is because of his introduction to spoken word. Oh. If you know, if you do know about fair, um, we are going to be part of the spoken word camp and performing on the stage in the rabbit hole. Um, so for those of you that know what that means, now you know where we're going to be. Come join us. Yeah, Come hang out with us. And I'm super excited to be part of that crew and that family and find out what it means. Yeah. And, and if you know what that is and you've already been there, you know a lot more than we do at yeah. this point. <laughs> but we all, what I know is you can't wait to experience this. Yeah. I feel like I feel the same way about this. I would about like going and seeing the dead for the first time again. Yeah. Like I know that something amazing is about to yeah. go down. But I don't have the, like, experience to even understand Mm -hmm. what it is that could possibly happen. And you know how cool (laughs) that is to have that kind of a feeling at our ages? Like, to have brand new new? stuff that you don't even know about, that you're excited about, and you don't know why you're excited? Like, that's the best. And wait till I was going to back up and say, I said, I can't wait. Yeah, I can wait, because I have a whole other book to read, so I'm prepared. Wait exactly. till I can't wait till you or I can wait till you start reading the book because then we're all it, it builds it builds it builds uh, the education of what it all is. Yeah, I have to say which is amazing. Apple reading this book, I mean, he is like a little encyclopedia because I read I've read what he's reading months ago because I'm almost at the end of the book. I took a lot longer to read it. Cause kind of, I was like nursing it almost, you know, like kind of milking it for a little bit. Um, but it's so nice that you have all these facts that are fresh in your head because it's, it's sparking my memory and like, Oh, like we're getting the full story now because whatever you don't mention, I kind of remember. And we're, and we're like, we do on here. We, we come from everything at three different perspectives. We're very much alike in ways, but we have three different minds and we're going to see things. And and, and I loved this caught my attention so quickly. I, I've been re- I started reading it Wednesday, I think, and I'll, I'll be done by tonight or yeah. tomorrow. So and the I, the lady from Fair, like we had like a, a small phone interview before we were accepted to go, and Laura from Fair, she was like, "I want you to buy these books." Thank you, Laura. Yeah, thank you, Laura. I want you to buy these books before you guys come, and you need to read them both because you need to understand what you're a part of. And that's a trip. Yeah. That's that by so, itself that's is a trip. That's so great yeah. to be a part of something that requires <laughs> knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just show up and sign I mean, up. I you could. Well, not this way. 
No. Not this no, way. No, 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 not with this As group, a patron, no. sure. Here's give me your 20 bucks and we'll take it and have a nice day for, you know, a few hours. Um, but this is different. This is like, no, you're coming as an invited guest to be part of this. And here is what you're being invited and and participating Which in. I can't thank you enough, Laura, because I would I would have been embarrassed probably several times. We, we would have, uh, and it just not knowing when <laughs> yeah. somebody's name is mentioned, or we have the opportunity to meet meet somebody that was involved since the beginning. Yep. It's it's and our due be diligence. Like, oh, where are you from? Or sign. Yeah. It's like this is the person that you know. Yeah. To thank you. For, this guy started the recycling. It, group, it, this is an, a, a valuable education yeah. on what we're going to do. Yeah. So yeah, that's getting ready to go down. And then um, we have a couple of other little things in the work. I I, I won't spill the beans yet, but just. Um, keep your fingers crossed for us. Oh, I'll just say that. Okay. How about that? How about that? How about that? Um, all right. Well, that was it. I think. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, we I think a- I'm, I mean, unless you have something else you want to add. No, Apple? I think this is a good, like we went the spectrum from talking about life and death and everything. To fair. And, yeah. To fair, to <laughs> celebration. Everything should be a celebration including death Look, while, we're, yeah, while we're here let's still celebrate because we cannot do it with the people that we want to when they're gone right. and celebrate those that are gone because i know that's what i'd want i think that's what most people want is to be celebrated in life and remembered for all the good things what up pj hey you know mm-hmm. what we just did a successful one hour live stream mm-hmm. of the no simple road weekly rewind and hey and no no issues cool. yeah <laughs> You are very welcome, Cinnamon. They said live. Full color NSR experience. Dope. Sorry, my eyes. I don't have my readers. Uh, You know what? If you dig No Simple Road, go over to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road and become part of the No Simple Road community. No Simple Road. That's right. There's a whole community that's hanging out together behind the scenes, listening to stuff that you can't hear. (laughs) That's right. That's true. That is true. And, uh, the only way to do that is to go over there and sign up on Patreon. And then if you could leave us a review on like Apple Podcasts and that stuff, that would be cool. Did you look? And we're not doing that right now. We're not going to do the whole thing. No? And and all the other stuff. Go to the website, www.nosimpleroad.com and go check out the Edible Beats because they're amazing and they're our partner in crime. They are the reason this. why we are bringing you these extra Monday episodes. And um, yeah, we are going to be doing these on Sundays. So uh, here we are. You could Ta-da. schedule it in. What do you think? Uh, when speaking of edible beats, it's, you it's, better time, believe it's it. time for it's dinner time. <laughs> it is, it dinner, is time. dinner time. All right, everybody. Until what day is this? Monday? Uh, oh, my gosh. Sunday? Den, I love you so much. Well, they're seeing this on Sunday, <laughs> but this is going to be. Shout out, Dan. It'll be out Monday. on Monday. Yeah. So, so it's Sunday, Monday. Sunday, Monday. We will be back on Transition Friday. Transition period. All right. With another yes, episode. And until then, I would like you to do me a favor. Take care of each other. That's right. Smile at a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate. And get yeah. your car washed. Because I that washed my good. car today. I have, I live in Portland, man. Like, let's be honest. I wash my car like twice a year. It feels great. My car <laughs> is happier. It rode better afterward. There, It, it just, it's a whole thing. Uh-huh. So it is. Me. It is. Clean All your car. Right. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.
I'm telling Lexi, trying to wish the word as many problems, but it's a burden. Family needs has been deferred, and hell of me has been the earth, and help me can bring the birth and melody of a newborn. So persistent, so persistent, so insistent, so commitment, so resilient, or haven't you learned it? Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.